Welcome to Don't Forget a Towel's Towel Light Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we are back. Called, we're back. Yeah, we call this episode Don't Forget a Podcast because we for, we forgot we had one. We did. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're very sorry. That, <laughs> we're sorry that we're we coming haven't... back. We're coming yeah. back. Okay. We're going to get better about it. You know, life as usual popped up, but okay. So we're not going to spend we're a lot. Of so time. exhausted from celebration that we believe. <laughs> well, we did have a hell of a celebration. Um, so well, let's let's get into some stuff. Let's let's get right into it. There's a, been a lot of news lately, and um, you know, let's go. So first things first, Marvel has announced that Tom Hardy will be Venom. Um, which I actually wrote a huge diatribe on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, not on DFAT's Facebook, because I am very angry. Um, yeah, what, did you, what did you do? You wrote that article and then you went to Facebook to even write more? Was- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. You thought about some more shit and then you're like, ah, I gotta, I gotta get more angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it really, you know. No, it's... wait, wait. Let's 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 separate the Marvel thing here. I mean, it is Sony Marvel. This is yeah. Fox Marvel. It's not Marvel Studios. This is the uh, <laughs> this is Sony trying to do its own thing. And you know, as we've watched Fox get better with their Marvel movies, uh, Sony thinks that they can do the same thing, but you know, kind of act like they're still in the late '90s with it. Yeah, I mean, let's just wrap in all of it together and just kind of go off for a second because it's all really one big story here. So, we all, yeah, we also so Tom Hardy casts Venom, which we'll we'll go into a little bit. Um, we also have the announcement of the Silver Sable and Black Cat movie, which is going to be directed by Gina Prince uh, Bythewood, who directed the Cloak and Dagger pilot. Um, so we'll kind of break those down, but they're not having anything to do with the Spider-Man homecoming movie. I don't, they haven't, they said it doesn't have anything to do with it. They didn't say if it's in the same like kind of world or universe, but Tom Rothman, Avia Rod and Amy Pascal, who have produced all of the Spider-Man movies over at Sony since um, the Tony McGuire ones, and they're also the people who have meticulously fucked my favorite character of all time throughout the years. Um, and, you know, my big thing on Facebook and in the article is just that I love Tom Hardy. I, I will watch that guy act in any movie, and I think he's a brilliant actor. I know you watched Taboo and said that he's doing a great job. Obviously, Ridley Scott's behind that, too, so that's awesome, but... It's like, it doesn't matter who's cast in a Venom movie because it's still Sony's name on it. Not connecting Venom to Spider-Man makes zero sense. Um, My one saving grace that I thought of is maybe, possibly, and they did confirm that he's Eddie Brock, and they also confirmed that, um, uh, what's his name, the... Ruben Fleischer, the director of Zombieland, is directing the movie. But because Tom Hardy's going to be playing Eddie Brock, like, 
we know that story from the comics. Eddie Brock is a photographer and he's a rival to Peter Parker at the Daily Bugle, who then the symbiote attaches to because the symbiote comes off Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. You know the fucking story. Point being is that now we have an Eddie Brock that's not connected to Spider-Man. And if they go the route of a Flash Thompson, they're already shitting on the people who read the comics. If he's now uh, Agent Venom and, you know, like a war-torn Eddie Brock and he goes on Black Ops missions and they've already said it's going to be a rated R movie and kind of horror elements. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to do something like Spawn because at that point you, you've kind of turned it into Al Simmons. <laughs> I just, ugh, I'm angry. So you go take over. I'm, I got to calm down. I already, I, I drank so heavily the day that this was announced. I think it was on Monday. I was so mad. Take a step back. Take a deep breath. I'm trying. This movie makes no so, sense. It just, yeah. It makes no sense. I don't care what kind yeah. of creative team is attached to it. Uh, they are, they're just trying to open up this Spider-Verse without a Spider-Man. What are you going to do? You're going to go do like a, like a Ben Riley movie. You're going to go do like oh. a Spider Gwen movie. And, and Peter Parker is here having a good time in the Marvel uh, cinematic universe. And then also kind of dibble dabbling in Sony. So, uh, you know, this movie is very disturbing seeing that Venom was one of my favorite, you know, Marvel characters period. Yeah. So I, I don't even like to really think about it because like you, it makes me angry. Uh, what makes me laugh is an attempt to even think that Black Cat and Silver Sable are relevant characters to yeah. make a movie about. This yeah. is this is the joke. This is like the punchline behind it all. I mean, Silver Sable hasn't been relevant since the '90s. Who gives a shit? Uh, Power Pack and I don't, I don't even I don't even know. Um, and Black Cat. I mean, last time I saw her in a comic, it was the Iron Fist and and Power Man comic, which is actually a uh, it's 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 a comedy. You know, it's 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 meant to poke fun at the whole like the, uh, Marvel universe because it's not as serious as the rest of the book. So, are these are these will people even know who they are? Are you going to sell movies based on these? Just uh, this this is where we're, we we've always spoke about where the comic book bubble uh, starts to inflate and inflate and inflate, and uh, unfortunately, it's a little scary at this point to think that uh, that Sony's going to move forward with these these franchises yeah i mean having like really that's what it comes down to is like having a spider verse without spider man makes no sense as good as tom hardy might be in the role it doesn't make any sense as far as like cinematically or comic book speaking and then yeah black uh black cat and silver sable are irrelevant characters um, I'm all for female-driven superhero movies. I mean, we got Wonder Woman, and we're going to talk about it later, but obviously that's coming out uh, in a week. And um, it's going to kill at the block, uh, at the box office. So I know that's going to be good. And even something like um, Atomic Blonde with uh, Charlize Theron looks insane. It's like John Wick on steroids. You got The Mummy, so you got... I mean, I know that's a Tom Cruise movie, but you also have that female mummy uh, badass in it. And then, of course, Star Wars at the end of the year with Ray. I mean, it's just like, I'm, I'm fine. You know we're fine with female-driven movies, but make them make sense. Gotham City Sirens makes 
a million times more sense than this movie does. Absolutely. I mean, you shouldn't be saying Wonder Woman and like Silver Sable in the same sentence. <laughs> no, we should not. No, I mean, I mean Wonder I mean, Woman <laughs> is obviously like she's up there. She's with the Trinity. Um, she is the like. She's in the common <laughs> vernacular. Like you know, I mean, we know her. Uh, so okay, that's it. It's but, stupid. It's probably going to fail. Sony, we're going to talk later on about another stupid mistake that they're making. But I I really hope at some point that I actually hope the movies fail. And I hate to say it like that because I want all movies to be good. But I, I want them not to do well only so that these characters can go to Marvel 100%. Well, I mean, and the other day, Stan Lee made that, that comment where he wants to make sure that all... Marvel characters are under one movie umbrella before he dies. I don't know. Like, well, I'm, how much of a geriatric statement that is? I don't know about that, but <laughs> he's eternal. He's a watcher. He's yeah. Um, all right. So sw- switching gears over to Fox, um, we have New Mutants, uh, which has been confirmed to be a uh, rated R movie. But now we get some word that it's probably going to be more of a horror movie. Um, we also have Rosario Dawson, who is is not been officially cast, but is in talks to be playing Dr. Cecilia Reyes, um, working off of a uh, Chris Yost screenplay. Chris Yost, best known for... Um, he did Thor 2 The Dark World. He was one of the instrumental uh, creators of Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon. And he's been working in comics and movies for a long time. So, you know, he's Actually, got that. that's a mistake. I don't know how that got moved around. That was oh, supposed okay. to be up with uh, Silver and Black. I don't know how that happened. Oh, so. okay. Sorry. All right. So, uh, scratch that. Chris Yost, who was doing the Silver Surfer, Black Sable, whatever. Silver Surfer. You know what I'm saying. Go. You Tell me what... What you think of this news, though, because I don't really know uh, Dr. Cecilia Reyes, and I've never read New Mutants before, so I, I, to be honest with you, I don't have much to say about this. Yeah, uh, I'm not overly familiar, but we can do a little rundown. Uh, so they, the whole idea here is they don't want to have this superhero movie where they're actually superheroes and saving the world. It's more they want to have a story that's they're trying to save themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be based on a Chris Claremont story from back in the day. Uh, and it's supposedly where they're being held in a secret facility uh, against mm-hmm. their will. And these five new mil- mutants will have to battle the dangers of their powers as well as the sins of their past. Uh, and they, and they quote, they aren't out to save the world. They're just trying to save themselves. So, I mean, it's, I like the fact that they're taking these these comic franchises and they're they're kind of they're going with a whole new take on everything. I mean, Logan was a new approach, Deadpool was kind of a different approach. So Fox has kind of found its stride when it comes to their movies, and I think that this I'm actually the the whole concept behind it sounds uh, exciting, especially when you throw like uh, like Macy Williams in there is like Wolf Spain and yeah. maybe we'll get magic, you know, and um, these characters that are, are, are pretty well known in, you know, in, in the, in the mute verse, but at the same time, we'll be like a new introduction to uh, the general audience. Well, 
you know, expanding on what the X-Men franchise has already done. I could see it being pretty neat to make it a smaller film. You know what I mean? Like make it another, like maybe all of them trapped in like five different. Saw. Yeah. I mean, really like, or, you know, like there are five different prison cells. Maybe they all talk to each other and there's a lot of flashbacks involved and they're working the way to get out. But I could see it being like, you know, 50, 60 million, you know, other than like the effects and maybe the costumes and all that kind of stuff. But I think, I think that it could be, I think it'd be pretty cool. So, um, and Rosario Dawson, sure. Jump between every franchise that you want. Just do whatever you want. I love you. So yeah. <laughs> do it all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, can you explain this next one too? This next piece of news. Yeah, so they they announced that uh, Deadpool two has signed Jack uh, Kessie. Uh, I forget what he was in. Maybe you can help me out with that. But uh, they're saying that he's he they're prepping him for the villain role. So the the speculation is that he may might play Black Tom Cassidy, who is actually uh, related to Banshee in the comics. So, um. You know, it's kind of an obscure villain. I I do remember him from back in the day. And I don't really have much else to say because it's not really it's not really said to it's not it's not confirmed. I mean right now all we have is, is Deadpool and, and Cable confirmed and we got, you know, uh which is exciting in the first place, but I you know what? I I just He's on the strain, this guy, Jack Kessie. Yes. So you, you should yes. know him more than I do. I've never seen anything that this guy's ever been in. And I he guess he was like, just in um, Baywatch, which Baywatch. just yeah. opened up today. We're shooting this on the 26th, so yeah. But I don't know him. <laughs> oh, he! I know who he is in the strain. He plays that weird... Uh, Marilyn Manson guy, that's who hmm. he is. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he's a he's actually a, a creepy actor. So, eh, it's news to you me. Know what, so, will do whatever you want. You know, we're all gonna yeah. be there. We're all gonna watch it, make a shit ton of money again. And I'm sure as long as it keeps the same comedy, you know, even if he is a serious villain or a serious actor, they won't let it be serious because even Francis got made fun of nonstop, obviously. So that's, it's fine. Do whatever you want. I'm okay with that. Good, good for that guy getting these movies. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So let's switch gears a little bit um, over to DC. Um, First things first, uh, as we mentioned about Wonder Woman, it's getting insanely good reviews. The embargo lifted earlier this week, and, I mean, people are loving it. Uh, John Campia, who's from the Collider crew, he's usually a little bit harsher on some movies, but he said, well, it wasn't his favorite DCEU movie. It was, I think it was second. I think he loves Man of Steel and then now this one. Um, So... You know, it's. Uh, I have no doubt it's going to be better than Man or um, versus Superman and Suicide Squad. So that's all I really need it to do. But yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks good, and I'm excited that the previews have not shown anything of Ares 
And I think that's the smartest thing in the world. They learn from their mistakes. They learn that showing doomsday was a <laughs> stupid idea. And, um, you know, I will say this about Warner Brothers is that they seem to really be picking up on the fans' outcry for things. I think that they are actually being very perceptive to um, what fans are saying online and the reaction to their movies. And I think they're actually, you know, and it kind of leads into a little bit of what we're going to talk about next, where they want these movies to succeed and they're trying to do whatever they can to really make it happen, even though they're still plagued <laughs> with problems. Um, but what do you, I mean, what do you yeah. think about this? Are you excited? Oh, of course. I I love Wonder Woman. I think the movie looks amazing. That last trailer is nuts. Um, but I, I mean, at the same time, I'm not going to get my hopes up. You know, I mean, him putting it below, even below Man of Steel is kind of alarming in a way, I guess. I mean, I like Man of Steel enough. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about it because I don't want to get burned. But you're right. I mean, if Warner Brothers... I mean, let me put it this way. A lot of companies are starting to really listen to what the fans say, uh, and they have to. I mean, this is this is the social media world. There's yep. ways for like there's ways for them to go check, you know, go read Reddit, go read what those little trolls are saying, whatever you want to do, you know, listen to the fans. Um and and just and just do what works because other than that, you're gonna people are just gonna shit on you and your your franchise is gonna fail. I mean it's a scary thought because I love DC so much and I, I would love to see a, a rich, cohesive movie verse, but thank God we have the TV shows. <laughs> and I was sitting right. there the other day watching them just like, man, even if these movies fail, I mean, thank God they got it right on some front plus the DC animated movies and stuff. So, um, talk about but that. yeah, but I mean, it's like, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to go see it. So, yeah. We'll yeah. let you know what we think. Um, other, uh, just small piece of Wonder Woman news is that at the Alamo Draft House, they're going to be doing a women's only screening of Wonder Woman. Um, it's getting a lot of mixed reactions, you know? Uh, some people are loving the idea. Some people are straight up, like, just, like, no. how can you do this? And let's, 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 let's take a step back here. Let's put it this way. Most people are loving it. And then the assholes who can't keep their mouth shut about one screening are not loving it. It's like, right. grow the fuck up. There are like, there'll be hundreds of public viewings. You can't just let, I read, I sat there and I sat, I read through a uh, Facebook, uh, I read the Alamo Facebook uh, feed the other day about this. And it was just like, it's just so stupid how people just like troll it up and just, they can't, they, they talk about like amendment rights and all this stupid stuff. It's yeah. just, it's like grow up and go see it the next day or go see it the opening time. Like what's the difference? Let women, this is a, it's a cool idea. It's a fun event, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it's, a, it's these guys. I don't know if they just don't get it that like, how long has it taken for us to get to this point? You know what I mean? Like the last female-driven superhero movie was Catwoman? (laughs) I mean, honestly, if that, and it's like, 
just like we get a million guy uh, movies. You know what I mean? Like just understand Grow that. Up. <laughs> Grow up. Just kind of get over yourself, and you know, just be happy that like you're getting to see a superhero movie at all, and you're getting to see one of the greatest. Uh, characters of all time on the screen for the first time ever. Whether so, it's a man or a woman. This whether is... it's a man or a woman, it's just fact. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so moving on. Sad, yep. sad news. Uh, Zack Snyder um, has been working through the suicide of his daughter uh, since March. Um, and him and his wife, who is also the executive producer on all these movies, uh, Deborah Snyder has decided to step away, um, from finishing up justice league. And they've handed over the reins, uh, to Joss Whedon to take over. Um, I mean, thoughts and prayers go out to the Snyder family because they have six other kids, you know what I mean? And they've somehow made it through the last two months. I don't know how. But um, I think that they made the, I don't know if noble is the right word, but they made the right choice as far as dealing with their family. And I can't think of any more capable hands than going to Joss Whedon, who's already handled two huge tentpole uh, superhero movies already. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange because it does kind of explain those Batgirl rumors a few months ago, uh, like why would he be around the WB tentpole? Uh, and then it also kind of explains these rewrites we heard about right before uh, the restructuring and the rewrites. So, yeah. you know, like the, the comment you said the other day, you know, we might end up getting a better movie out of it, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of cynical humor, but at the same time, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, I'm, I feel bad for Zack Snyder. It's terrible. At the same time, he's gotten so much flack for this. It's like, why would he want to keep working through this to not produce the best, like not put out the best product he can under like, how can you even like, how can you even like work straight? So, right. And then, the, then you'd have to deal with the fallout from that. So, I mean, it was, it was probably the smartest, the smartest thing that he could have done. And this could actually bring good tidings for, you know, the DC cinematic universe. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, the better decision and, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Snyder family. But I think this is going to be a, a game changer as far as like what we were expecting for Justice League and what we're going to get. Um, okay, yesterday we saw the first preview of the Batman and Harley Quinn animated movie. Um, is Bruce Tim directing this or he, right? Yes, it looks he like is. Batman the Animated Series. Okay. No, it's um, Bruce Tim is attached to it. It was, you know, it's brought. It's it's meant to be that. Thank thank the gods. So, yeah. The, uh, so it's 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 cool because I mean they they're going in all these different directions for those movies, whether it's the their their new fifty two verse versus uh, adapting classic storylines or, you know, this is kind of an offshoot of of everything else. So it's I'm I'm really happy to see that they're continuing some stories in that universe uh, and i hope that there there are some you know more to come let me say this so kevin conroy's back as batman uh lauren lester's back in the role of nightwing we got melissa roush from the big bang theory voicing harley i hated 
her voice. Like I, it was grating to me when she opened up her mouth and I was like, really? Uh, like how, how did, like, how is Tara Strong not there? How is, um, Arlene Sorkin. Uh, Arlene, yeah, how is Arlene Sorkin that like, I, it makes zero sense to me. And maybe Arlene Sorkin's done. I mean, it's been a while, but like Tara Strong, like I can't deal with her voice in this movie. It was so, it just took me out of it every time she talked. You know, despite that, you know, the idea with like um, Poison Ivy, you know, taking over and everything, like, I thought that was a really cool idea and a really cool concept to, like you said, bring back that world. But whew, we'll see. You know, I'm sure the movie's going to be awesome. I just think that voice has got to go. Yeah, I like I liked the uh, Alec Holland uh, reference in the whole swamp thing. Like, yeah, that cool. that's, that's a cool way to take it. So, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because her name is, you know, it's it's a Harley Quinn movie with Batman. So we're going to have to deal with, with that voice over the whole time. Yeah. So hopefully uh, they get some complaints about that and they repair it and then they make more Batman animated movies. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so Just, Justice League Dark... Uh, which was previously announced, um, was attached to, uh, what's his name? Um, Guillermo del Toro. The greatest, Guillermo del Toro, I'm sorry. And he left the project because DC was taking their sweet-ass time. And then Doug Lyman, uh, director of like the bunch of shit, Total Recall reboot, I think he's done some of the Underworld movies. Um, good director, but he recently has also left the project. <laughs> so Justice League Dark, um, all I will say is that there's a really kick-ass animated movie from DC Animated that you should watch because who knows when we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get the live-action version of that. Listen, I mean, this is this is the funny thing because like Ray Fisher was talking about, oh yeah, Cyborg's still on track for 2020, uh, and then we still have uh, The Rock saying that Shazam is you know Shazam movie is gonna happen or whatever. But here's the thing, they can't even get a flash movie off the ground. You can't even take a movie, like a character that's highly popular that has a TV show that works. You can't even make that movie happen. So how are you going to make justice league dark happen on the screen? How are you going to make a movie that nobody wants happen? Uh, I'm just going to say that, that after justice league, they need to take a good look at themselves and really decide what's coming next because well, technically, they should do it now because Justice League is shot, right? That's what I'm saying. What's going to come after 2017? I you know, think remap it. <laughs> when you when as far as the Flash goes, I get why that's hard because someone's got to come in there with a fresh idea, and it has to be not already done on the three seasons of the Fantastic Flash show. You come in there like, oh, we got Zoom. Okay, well, how are you going to make it different than the show? You know what I mean? We got Grot. Well, we got Captain Cole. You know what I mean? Like, every single person has to, whoever comes in to pitch that idea has to do something completely different. And, like, that's why when it was first the guy from Dope, um, uh, I think it was like Carrie something, but when it was going to be like a Flash and Cyborg movie, I was like, okay, that's different you know what i mean like that that's your that's your element like that's your angle so 
now well, it's like I don't I don't know. That's actually a, that's actually a really good point. If they did something like that, but then they could do something classic like Barry and Hale. You know, how do you bring Green Lantern into this world? Oh, geez. Well, that's yeah, another like, thing. You got the key member of the fucking Justice League isn't even there. Which they keep hinting at could end up in Justice League, but who know, who knows at this point. But if Hal Jordan does show up, then that, you know, like you said, maybe a new idea where it's a buddy a buddy movie. Well, we already know it's a buddy movie, though, because it's Green Lantern Corps. It's Jon Stewart and Hale. They have officially announced that. 2020. But the Flash I movie. Think, right. I think that we're going to see a after credit sequence with Black Adam. Um, and I would not be surprised if we see an after credit sequence also with Green Lantern. Um, I could see Black Adam showing up in the Green Lantern movie. I think they should do, I mean, get, get fucking wild, you know, like <laughs> see, but those rumors about Man of Steel two were actually kind of interesting to me too, because we've never oh, seen Black Adam could be in Man of Steel. Yeah. That, well, they did that animated movie. This is what I'm saying. It's like, we've, yeah. we have not seen it where the Superman has had to deal with one of his weaknesses, which is magic. Yeah. Uh, it's always kryptonite. It's always like these, these, these things that have already been played out. So now, let's. I I would be behind that. I would be I would be pleasantly surprised if they announced that Black Adam was was a villain. Was the bad guy? Even though, yeah, I mean, let's admit that we all want to see Brainiac as the bad. We guy. do. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it, and it'll happen eventually. But Brainiac could be a Justice League villain. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, he's huge. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I, I digress. Rounding up the DC news, we got a preview for Black Lightning. Uh, it's getting sent to CW. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed. It's taking over the Wednesday night spot and Arrow's moving to Thursday. I get it from a business standpoint because you're already on that role of Supergirl, Flash. Now you throw in Black Lightning. People are watching Arrow. Arrow's had the best seasons in season two. Like, I, you know what I mean? It, it makes sense as far as a momentum standpoint. It's just that, you know, Arrow, I've been used to it. It's, it was the number one, it, you know, and maybe that's why they can, they can play around with it. You know, it was kind of weird to me when they moved um, Legends and put it on Tuesdays, you know, to double up Tuesdays after the flash. I mean, mm-hmm. I like that Monday to Thursday schedule. I mean, we got Riverdale after that, which was fine. It was, it was just, you know, just as cool to get that, but it, I, I don't see why they just don't do them like Monday through Friday at the same time. <laughs> Cause nobody watches anything Fridays. The yeah. only show that's ever lasted other than X files and other than some random fucking CSI shit is grim that I can think of that's lasted on a Friday night slot. That's a genre show. Five seasons. Yeah. Six, I think. I think yeah, whatever. I yeah. I, so, I don't know what it was. I, I quit watching that show. Um, I did too, but black lightning, the preview was very good. Uh, the, I cannot remember the actor's name, but I've seen him in a, a bunch of other stuff. He's been on TV for a long time. Um, good actor. looks like they're going to have some fun with it. I like the idea of a hero who existed before. Uh, and like his family can have the powers and now he's coming back to, to bring on the mantle again. It's a, it's a cool take on it. Um, so I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's gonna be a cool show, hopefully. But this is the thing is like with him having the powers before it does absolutely well, explain why it's, you. Yeah. why it's, you know, why it's, you know, 
multiverse universe now. It's not in the Arrowverse. It's in the more like the Supergirl realm of it's in the same, you know, it's in the 52, but it's, it's, it's not on the same earth as Arrow and Flash and, and Legend. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, it's not it's like, that's a confirmed. That's what they said. Interesting. It's also a mid season show. So it's, it's going to start up on its own, uh, the mid season and we'll see where it goes. Okay. All right. Well, um, so rounding out the comic news, we're going to go to Valiant. Um, why don't you handle these two? Cause you're a little bit more familiar. Yeah. So I, you know how Valiant always does these great like uh, initiatives every year. And I think that's, what's really just driving the momentum and, and picking up new fans and really giving people jump on points. Well, this year um, is something called icons and it's already started. So we have this whole idea that um, that it's going to be launching new series every month. EXO, uh, you know, so you know, in March EXO started. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Britannia started. Uh, the second the second chapter of Britannia started uh, yeah. in April, and then we just got Rapture this month. So each month after, you know, at this point, we're going to get uh, a new series. So Secret Weapons starts next month followed by Faith in the Future Force, uh, then War Mother, and then Bloodshot Salvation, Eternity, Ninja K, <laughs> and then uh, wrapping Ninja up the year. Ninja K, will, yeah. Yep, and then wrapping up the year will be Quantum and Woody. So it's uh, it, it's a, it's 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 pretty cool because, I mean, they're just, they're, they're kind of flooding their own market at the same time. Third, you know, we know them for the quality uh, comics and stories that they put out with the creative teams, and they take the time to really make things coherent. And I think uh, I'm actually excited for each and every one of these, uh, just to kind of see all the different levels they're trying to launch at. Yeah, and I think one of the greatest things, and we've said it a million times, like please read Valiant, please read Valiant. Um, there's so many different jumping on points, <laughs> like. You, you know, you don't have to. It's not like Marvel where it's like, oh, let's do another number one, let's do another number one, and you got to get back into it. Or, you know, there's like 500 issues beforehand. There are there are a lot of issues with some of these characters, but they also give you the option many times throughout their runs that you get back in, and they'll give you like a little recap. So, and then you'll just want to go back even further and, and read up on things, but you don't you don't have to. So. I think this is a fantastic idea. Uh, Quantum and Woody haven't had a comic in a while. And with the announcements of the Russo brothers taking on their TV show, that just makes sense to me, um, especially since we're probably going to be looking at a 2018 release anyway for that show. Um, yeah, so it's, bring it on. All the Valiant. And yeah. speaking of icons, uh, you did not read Rapture yet? I will read it today should it's uh it's it's pretty cool uh it's a it's a really interesting concept uh and that's all i'm gonna say it's can you tell us who's in it chris <laughs> i, I can't now that we haven't spoken about it yet but uh it's a it's a fantasy driven story so we have uh we have the original the the necromancer uh i'm trying to remember her name right now <laughs> Punk Mambo. no 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 the the little girl from book of death uh, oh, she shows uh, up. 
just call her the necromancer. I don't remember. The geo, the geomancer. I'm sorry. Geomancer. Yeah. She's just, she's reincarnated every time. So she's just, yes. Yeah. So it starts off with her and then she, it's, it's, and then it eventually leads into this whole storyline where she has to go uh, assemble a team of the, uh, the valiant heroes. Uh, So we got Ninjak there and then uh, shadow shadow man is actually, He's he's locked up, but they're trying to like, um, they're trying to help him. So you got Punk Mambo trying to, you know, trying to. This trying is to their Lord of the Rings style one. Yeah. Or no, that's that's the no, other one. No, this is it. This, this is the Lord. Is... I thought the Lord of the Rings one was the one where the brothers are back. No, Ivar no, and all those guys. No, that's just one shot. The, the Green oh, Knight. Okay. Yeah, the Green Knight. Yeah, <laughs> it, I read that. It's it was okay. It was okay. it was it was all right. It's a nice. It's a cool story, but it's just a one shot story. But this is a four uh, four issue uh, mini event, and this is the uh, the epic fantasy battles and and everything magic and it's I love it. It's awesome. It's a great start, and I uh, I can't wait till the next issue, which uh, our re- preview of it drops uh, today. Whenever you guys listen to it, Friday. So, yeah. Nice, nice, good. All right, well, this is a good point to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap up the rest of the news. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi, over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right, all right. Steady, steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, guys, we're back after the lovely commercial breaks. Um, let's talk about Injustice 2. came out this past Tuesday. Chris had a chance to own it and play it. I have not. Holler at me. What happened? What's the deal? Well, let me, uh, let me give you a rundown of what happened with Injustice 1 for me. I'm not a big uh, fighting game fan in the first place, but mm-hmm. it's probably one of the games that I've spent the most time playing in my life. Uh, so I loved the first game. I had a great time with it. Uh, Injustice 2 takes that and multiplies it by 52. Uh, and it's, mm. 
it's fun. I, I love the game. I, um, I've only, I guess, there's a lot of depth to it. The graphics are amazing. Uh, so it's the same structure of fighting, but like I said, the depth to it is what is key here. Uh, a lot of single, a lot of good single player stuff with from armor building and collecting to like modding your character so that you can just do all these different looks for them. The cool thing is, is that on some of the characters, they're actually not DLC. You just change the skin. So it's like uh, Green Lantern becomes like Jon Stewart or mm. um, let's see, like Captain Cold becomes uh, Mr. Freeze, things like that. So <laughs> it's, it's actually smarter because yeah. then it saves more room for other DLC characters later. Yeah. The, what I, what I do like about it is that I'm, you know, being such a big DC fan is that it does get me into a fighting game. And I, I was always liked the Mortal Kombat structure over like other fighting games because I think it's a lot more raw uh, and it's just, it's more realistic to me in a way. So it's, it's a lot of fun. So I've been just trying to master uh, right now. I've been, I've been working with uh, Black Canary uh, right now. So right now it's master one character at a time and just uh, build their levels in order to uh, get through uh, this, there's a there's a game mode called multiverse. Yeah, it's called multiverse, and so you can go to all these different uh, timed events in these on the different uh, worlds and and get special prizes for that, and go just go through the ladders there in different uh, challenges. So it's a it's it's fun because I'm not a big go online fight against other people because I'm not really that good, uh, but it it does give you plenty of single player playing time and it's fun i heard that that was really good about what nether realm did with the latest mortal Kombat. is you know where you go through like a ladder of like people to fight and it sounds like this one's a lot more about customizing your characters too so that i will have to play it um you yeah. will in a month yeah my my back my backlog uh also what released today was the Friday the 13th video game. Um, Chris and I backed it on Kickstarter. Uh, you know, like, it had a lot of people behind it, um, including Sean Cunningham, uh, executive producer of the series, Tom Savini, who did a lot of the uh, effects work throughout the series, especially on part three. It had, um, I try, I'm going to try not to fuck up his name, but I think it's Don Mancini. Um, I don't think it is Don Mancini now that I think about it. I'll have to look up the composer to Friday the 13th. So anyways, um, what's your thoughts? You've gotten to play it. I'm going to play it. Henry Manfredini. Oh, okay. No, Henry Child's Man- Play is Don Mancini. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did get to play it. And for the time I actually did get to play it, I enjoyed it. Uh, unfortunately, with it being day one, uh, there was some server issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did have this discussion today that we remember we did hear that there was supposed to be a single player element to it, uh, which yep. at this point there's not. Uh, so it, yeah. it is all online. So I got into, I got into the, like the, the waiting room, hooked up with some players, became a counselor, ran around, got murdered. Uh, so the it's it's it looks good. The music is super creepy. It does yeah. give you a very uh, uh, heightened awareness when you're walking around. And uh, so far, uh, with like with Jason, you actually have to like buy the kill, like the finishing move. So 
they're a little bit repetitive at first. Uh, so you'd either like break your back or uh, I got thrown through a window, uh, which was cool. But you know what? It looks good and it is fun. But at this point, uh, I actually almost got to play Jason before it crashed at that point. Hmm. Uh, so I was excited because I just bought some... Uh, uh, every time you play through a match, you get basically like credits and then you can spend them on upgrades for the, the counselors and also Jason. So I, I like that idea. I had upgraded some killing moves on Jason. I was going to about to go like unleash my fury upon the counselors and uh, it failed, but hopefully after today and uh, there's more people playing and they get, they fix the server issues. We'll, we'll be able to have some fun. But like I said, that soundtrack is, is really creepy. And the funny thing is like, as as it gets longer uh, through the game and the counselors survive, Jason actually becomes more powerful. And like, you can lock doors behind you and put like, like these barricades down so that he can't get through some doors. But if, if you last too long, it gets to the point where he gets, was like he gets like this berserker mode and he like bust through doors and stuff like that so uh and there's weapons you know throughout the board that you can try to f- try to fight him off with uh there's a, i saw this guy try to shoot him with a gun unsuccessfully yeah. I, I picked up a branch uh then i got th- thrown through a window uh so it's it, it i can't wait to put some more time into it when it's actually uh running up and running yeah yeah, I was watching the stream yesterday of it playing live on IGN, and I saw this guy like going over to the the car and trying to take gas out of the gas tank. I want to say to like make like a Molotov cocktail and throw it at him. I was like, "What the hell?" So it seems like they got really inventive with like the way to kill kids and, and you know to try to stop Jason, even though he's a unstoppable juggernaut. But um, yeah, I'm excited to get my hands on that. Um, another thing that got released today was the trailer for the Lego Marvel superheroes, uh, part two. Um, that game is super fun. The first one, this is the one with everybody, right? That is correct. I was thinking of Lego Avengers is the one with the shitty mechanics. Lego superhero is amazing. Sorry, that game was fucking awesome because it was like yeah. Deadpool, Wolverine, Hulk. I mean, like so many characters. God knows what they're going to do in this one. <laughs> like, Squirrel well, Girl was a character in the last one. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Avengers game is, it's, 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 it's kind of strange that they did it. It's the worst uh, one. I don't understand why. It's just not a good game. I just I my wife loves these games. I have I tried to play it with that game with her. I didn't like it that much, uh, but I loved the first one. It was it's a great concept to just bring everybody together. This one, uh, the trailer shows off. It's very Guardians of the Galaxy centric, but then it shows off like the whole uh, how time is changing, and then they they reveal the big bad to be Kang. So it's 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 pretty cool in that aspect. I like I like Kang. I think that. Uh, we're at the point where we, where you know, kids are becoming more and more familiar with all the huge stable that Marvel offers, uh, and you know they're kind of they're mashing up the movie world with uh, from in this trailer. There's a lot of Spider Verse characters, which is kind of interesting. You don't see any X Men, but I do remember seeing Wolverine on the original promo for this game. So I'm hoping that there's X Men characters in this game. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that there will. There's no reason why they wouldn't do that. Um, 
Lastly, in the video game world, sad news, or not, depending on your perspective, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is delayed until the spring of next year, so probably this time next year. Um, you know, it was expected to be out in August, or sorry, in October, and in typical uh, Rockstar fashion, it's pushed back. I will say, even though I have not gotten my hands on GTA 5, because that has been my gift to myself when I beat my other backlog of games. Um, it's from everybody I've heard, it is worth the wait. And Red Dead Redemption, the first game, is one of the best games I've ever played, period. So that, you know what I mean? Take the time, Rockstar. Make it the best game that you can make it, and I will wait for whenever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm patient for that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's time. Time will tell, and time will make it better. And I, I, why rush out a game if you're not going to make it the ultimate version of what you wanted, like the story you want to tell and the mechanics you want to build into it. From what I've seen, just just the concept art alone is is majestic. It's the game is going to be beautiful. Uh, I'm not a big Grand Theft Auto fan. Uh, I never yeah. was. I, I like. I like the concept of, of open world like that, uh, but I never really got into those games. But Red Dead, uh, just I love I love Western movies. I I love that time period, and just being able to you know be in that world was uh, was pretty pretty amazing. So on PS4, I'm really looking forward to what they can what they can really push. Plus, if they go and do zombie mode again, you and I played that oh. endlessly. <laughs> That's one of the greatest game modes of all time it really is. i mean even undead like the the single player at first i was like this is really difficult and i, I didn't get into it and then the more you play it the more amazing it really is it's just it, i really i just thought that was such a cool concept i mean i used to play poker in that game for hours <laughs> i mean really like and i've heard and i know you don't like gta but i've heard that gta online is one of the greatest things to ever happen. Like, because of that, you're not just doing the same thing. Like, you're doing bank heist. You're, yeah. You're in planes. You're on motorcycles. Like, you, you have to actually do a bank heist. Like, you have to think of the concept. You have to figure out what everyone's going to do. Then you have to execute it. And I, to me, because I'm a huge heist movie fan, I cannot wait to get into that just to see, like, what's going to happen. And, you know, for the time that they took to develop that, the time that they're taking to develop Red Dead 2, you know what? It could be the exact same gameplay mechanics, and I'll be honest with you, I probably won't mind that. It's just that story is, it's just a, if I saw that as a movie or a two-part movie or whatever, a trilogy, that's one of the greatest stories ever told. You know what I mean? And they just happen to put it in a long-form video game. <laughs> I Make a know, TV show out of that fucking thing. I'm not, you know what? It's it's cool, and I and I get it. I'm not really that much of a, like a realism. No, I'm in a Red Dead. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that'd be great. I'm just saying, like, I just never really got into like games that are based in more like in reality as much. I I don't know. I just like it's it's funny. I'm looking at my collection. They just none of them are like that at all. <laughs> I mean, Red Dead Redemption is killing humans. <laughs> No, I'm not saying like, killing, there's nothing wrong with killing humans. I'm just saying, uh, like, but I mean, that's it's it's a time period. Yeah, it's a, right. it's a different world than so. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to wrap it up with some just kind of one-off stories here and there. Um, first was the announcement of what Universal is going to call their Dark Universe, which is their Universal Monsters universe. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of universes. We already know, you know, we already knew it was, ha- yeah, Universe at Universal. Um, we already knew, rumored-wise, that Javier Bardun would be playing Frankenstein. Johnny Depp would be playing uh, the Invisible Man. Um, we still don't know who Tom Cruise is, necessarily. My thing is, I think he's going to be the mummy, because we see him get out of that body bag. The mummy, which it doesn't have to be, but traditionally was a, a male uh, character, so... I think, and they they did announce that the next movie is going to be Bride of Frankenstein, which I thought was really cool. So I thought that, you know, it's really cool. They showed a preview of all the Universal monsters, including Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is my favorite. But also, a lot of people don't realize this, the Phantom of the Opera is a universal monster. So they also did throw that into their preview. So they have not announced those two characters as being part of the dark universe, but you know, why even throw in those clips to me? And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I know. I saw that too. And it was very exciting. Um, Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is the time to do it. And yeah, you know, the mummy is one of my most anticipated movies of the summer. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. Hands down. It's, it's, I've been waiting, you know, for a, them to go back to this more serious nature and, and make it grand and make it uh, more horror based than they, than they really have been. And uh, you know, like the, the, those mummy movies from a decade ago now, uh, they were fun for the time, but you know they were more like that those nineties, early two thousand action movies. You know it was this when I watched the Mummy trailer on the big screen, it creeped me out. Like it was much different than watching it on TV. But mm-hmm. when I was like immersed in it, I was like, this is creepy. And at the same time, like I know my wife, she she doesn't like horror movies, but it's creepy enough. But it's also action packed and adventure, like like looks fun to go to the movies to watch that she is like pumped about it too. So I, I, I'm glad that they're making this whole uh, shared universe. It's unfortunate that, you know, we've, we've spoken about this, the Dracula untold is not part of that uh, because I think that, I think that I, I like that movie and I think that. Um, Did they show Dracula in that preview? I don't remember. You know what? I'm going to have to watch it again because that's actually a very good point. Obviously, one of the biggest universal monsters is Dracula, if not the biggest, other than Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, so I had to watch that preview again because now that I think about it, I don't remember if I saw Dracula or not. But um, I, but then at the same time, I also feel like I saw Christopher Lee. But yeah, I don't. It's kind of crazy. Well, actually, no, it would have been Christopher Lee. Sorry, that's before that time. So it would have been Lugosi. Yeah. Um, anywho. I'm excited about seeing these and I can't wait. Uh, last week they dropped out of the fucking nowhere, a preview of uh, dark crystal um, heading Crazy. to Netflix. Yeah. Dark crystal age of resistance. Uh, still, you know, J- John Henson um, studios, Jim. Jim Henson, fucking a Jim Henson studios. Um, 
and Netflix is doing it. And it's coming next year, though. So we got we got a lot of time for it. At the same time, I mean, they pushed they pushed the comic lately. Uh, so that's been telling the later story what happened. This prequel series is exciting, and I'm glad that it's a Netflix show. It's it's just it's so cool that they're doing this, and I'm pumped. Really pumped, and I hope we get to finally get like an ultimate Blu-ray of the movie. Uh, so come on, yeah, I hope so too. Um, also, speaking of Netflix doing amazing things, uh, they dropped a trailer for uh, Addy, or uh, I think it's Addy Shanker's uh, Castlevania animated TV show. Which I'll be honest with you, it gave me freaking goosebumps. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting to see something come from the Castlevania franchise for a long time now. Um, knowing that the guy who did Dread and did the Power Rangers gritty uh, movie thing, you know, that that guy's behind it. Fuck, it looked insane. It looked bloody. There were skeletons in it. You know, straight um, up anime, Simon. huh? Straight up anime. Straight up anime, yeah. So I mean, it just it looks like it's gonna be awesome, and I cannot wait. Who's writing that? Warren Ellis. What? Castlevania. The TV show. Yeah. Are you serious? We talked about this last time when it was first. Yeah, Warren Ellis is writing it. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So directed by that guy, and okay, well, yeah. So and it's coming in July, which also was a shock because I didn't think it was going to come out until October, you know. So, um, why? So it can get overshadowed by Stranger Things too? I guess, but <laughs> you know, right? But there is no overshadowing in Netflix because you stream it. You know what I mean? It's not really like there's a competition <laughs> because, like. They put out a bunch of shows last month, like Master of None and The Get Down and some other stuff that I watch. And it was like, they just released them every week because people just binge the shit out of stuff. Yep. Um, you, you watch it on your time. Yeah, exactly. We don't care. Uh, Chuck Wendig, who just wrapped up the Aftermath trilogy of Star Wars books, is got announced by Dynamite Comics to be writing a Turok comic. Um, I like that character. I like those video games. Chuck Wendig did a good job on on that trilogy. And, you know, I don't read a lot of Dynamite. Um, they mostly just deal with franchise comics. But I do. I like that idea of somebody with modern weapons killing dinosaurs. <laughs> so I'll probably check out the comic. <laughs> Not to mention that, you know, it was originally a Valiant comic. Uh, yeah. Was, you know what's funny about that is, like, they just came out. Like, Valiant just released that new miniseries that was like very like very much like Turok but with like yeah. a younger like savage kid I forget was it called Sav- savage it was. was it yeah. yeah so I was just kind of <laughs> I was like why don't and I was thinking to myself why don't why don't they have the Turok you know what franchise anymore but you know this Finally is cool up, yeah. yeah this is cool um okay I'm gonna flip these two real quick just because this one's gonna piss me off um, <laughs> Resident Evil, the series is uh, the movie series getting a reboot after um, it ended. After this <laughs> ended, like in February or January of this year. Um, but James Wan is set to produce it with Greg Russo working on the script. Um, 
fastest reboot in history, but I'm okay with it because James Wan being the horror master that he is uh, producing that, I bet you we get the video games. As much as I love those Resident Evil movies, and I really do, I, it's not a guilty pleasure. I, I think they're a lot of fun. Yeah. I still have to watch the last one. That yeah, first because... movie is in the mansion, but it's also not really like the game at all. <laughs> it does its own thing, which yeah. you can appreciate. Uh, which I think now, going back to what you said, maybe this is a will be a, a real telling of the story, which I hope it is, because those games freaked me out as a kid. And if they're more, much more horror-based than the grand scale, like action horror or whatever action thriller horror whatever you want to call those movies um i'd be all about it so like you said i i probably watched that new one this weekend if we've been we've been meaning to do it so i i can't complain i just think it's really funny that the 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 last movie just came out now they're just like hey let's do it again so yeah next thing you know underworld's getting rebooted but um (laughs) did you watch that last one i did i actually watched it in the theater did you like? Um, did you hate yourself after paying for it? You know, I'll be honest with you. Because of my expectations are not high for that franchise, even though I did love the last movie, Part Four. This movie was it made zero sense, but I was okay with it. Was um, it? I know my wife hated it. My wife hated it too, and I thought yeah. she normally likes those movies, and she was yep. just like, "This is the worst directing I've ever seen." And I thought it was kind of it was kind of boring. It was. It it could have been good. <laughs> it could have been good. I don't even remember it. You know what I mean? Like that's the real big thing. Is like I don't, I don't even know what happened in that movie. And if it's so forgettable, then it really wasn't worth it. So, yeah. Resident Evil, um, it made fucking I think seven hundred million or some ridiculous amount of money worldwide uh, in this newest one because overseas those movies destroy box offices. So that's why. You know what I mean? In America, they don't do that well, but take it to fucking Yugoslavia, these movies kill. Uh, moving on. So, you know, at the top of the podcast, we we're gonna we said that we were going to talk about how shitty Sony is. And it's big Sony shit sandwich. That's it, yeah. So Sony... we're going to close out with Star Wars. And, and be yeah. Happy. Sony <laughs> is finally, it looks like, moving ahead on their um, Uncharted movie, throwing away... Uh, Joe Carnahan, um, his script, Joe Carnahan, who's done amazing movies like The Grey and The 18 movie, throwing away his wild action pack script and going in with, um, I can't remember who's writing the script. I'll, I'll find it in a second. But they cast Tom Holland, uh, who's playing Spider-Man in Spider-Man Homecoming, to be young Nathan Drake. And the time period it's going to be set is in... Um, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, when he first meets Sully as a kid, and they're going from that time period. Uh, what are your thoughts on it before I flip out? Uh, I, you know what? From what what we deserve as, a, as an Uncharted movie, this is the complete opposite direction. I mean... If they're lo- what they're looking to do is make a multi-film franchise based on this character, are you going to grow the character with Tom Holland, or are you going to do this young Nathan Drake movie and then move on to an older Nathan Drake movie where it belongs? I don't know, but 
I mean, you, you could have done these flashbacks with a no-name kid actor. Yep. And then I'm going to let you pitch now. I mean, that's, I mean, really, this is it. Like, if you are a, sorry, so Sean Levy is writing it. Now, Sean Levy is one of the main producers on Stranger Things. Um, He's also the director of Night of the Museum, and he's the one who's supposed to be directing it. I don't have any fucking faith in that. I mean, yeah, you produce Stranger Things, but that doesn't mean anything to, with Uncharted. Those are two; those are apples and oranges. So, anyway, the point is, is that if you are a an Uncharted fan, you like Nathan Drake, <laughs> as he is, as he lives and breathes. Probably thirty five years old. You know what I mean? If you really want to stretch it, you can make him like thirty. But I mean, he's a seasoned thief. At, at the point that you meet him in the in the uh, video games, and he's already has a history. I fully am fine with the idea of going back in time. They did it, you know, in flashbacks. They did it in three, and they also did it in part four. And I think that like you don't have to follow the first video game because it's the worst one. You know what I mean? And I and I get that, but like going back to him as a kid, I don't care. And it sounds like from the internet, they also don't care. You know what I mean? Even people who uh, don't really know and are not that familiar with the, um, with the games, you know, they don't, they don't care about a young kid playing a a thief. It just, uh, instead of somebody like Chris Pratt, you know what I mean? Who everybody wanted, or obviously Nathan Fillion would have been the, the number one choice, but at this point he is older, but it's just, you know, from Sony's standpoint, they're really trying to, to capture that young demographic. And, um, and I understand that, but at the same time, it just, it just doesn't fit the video game. It doesn't fit what we know. And I think it's going to be a big failure. And I, I hate the idea. As much as Tom Holland might be a good actor, it just doesn't fit that video game franchise. And now I don't give a shit. Yep. So, yeah, that's it. Sorry, I, um, just, I just read something kind of crazy. But we can move on. Like breaking news crazy? Like we should throw it on the podcast or what? No, 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 no. Okay. It's just like how long... Joss Whedon has actually been working on Justice League. The title is, turns out Joss Whedon has been working on Justice League for quite some time. So, who knows? Yeah, but I mean, I think he's been working on it since March. Since March, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if the the Snyders have been gone since March. Yeah. And they just officially announced it now. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think, like, if my, I don't know, but if somebody in my family like that committed suicide, I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. You know what I mean? And I think, like, they did what they could to, to hand over the reins. Yeah. But also, at the same time, we get official announcements when they send out official announcements. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that Joss Whedon didn't start in December? You know what I mean? Like, we don't know any of these things. So, or in March. Like or in March. So, yeah. long time. 
Anyway, uh, last bit of news is Star Wars. Um, Annie Leibovitz's pictures for Vanity Fair have been released. We got to see a lot of new characters, specifically at a um, like a a ball, <laughs> like at some sort of ball. We also see our first look at uh, both Laura Dern, um, her unnamed character. I believe they didn't name her, as well as Benicio del Toro's unnamed character. Um, so it was our first look at those guys, and you know what did what did you think of the pictures? They're pretty awesome. Um, They're always awesome. Yeah, They're I love you know it's fantastic job. It's hard to look at the ones with like Carrie Fisher. Uh, the yeah, one with, the one with her and Luke. No, her and Billy Lord one is really good. Oh, that's also very sad. Yes, yeah. Um, the one with her and Luke is really good. Uh, it's funny though online like these Star Wars fan groups when people are like. Who's who's that girl with Leia? Is that a like? And it's as if people don't watch Star Wars Celebration, or they're not, you know, they don't even Star Wars man or something. So um, that's kind of a random offshoot pitching, but um, yeah. great great pictures. <laughs> I like the one. I don't know if you made that with the. <laughs> rain. I didn't make it. I found it online. Oh, that was pretty cool. Right. That was very cool. Um. Check it I out like, on our Instagram to see yeah. what we're talking about since Chris is innocuous with that. <laughs> yeah, total, total lens flare lightsaber mashup. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, but, you know, it's, we're about six months away. It's the, the hype train is starting, and I'm all aboard. So it's great. Yep. And I think we're both under the impression that what's-her-name is going to be Satine, right? Or uh, what's, what's her name from Bloodline? Laura Dern's character? I forget, but uh, I believe that they did announce her character in in this. Give me one second. Talk about Benicio del Toro, because that's kind of more of the, uh, the wild well, card here. given the picture, I don't think that he's a Sith. <laughs> I mean, I think that he's just... I, I think he's just like a bad dude. You know what I mean? Like a, like a smuggler or a, you know, they're supposed to be going to a casino type planet. Um, and I, I could see him being like just a, a random bad guy or maybe like a Lando. Like he says he's going to help him and then ends up being bad or something like that. So um, I really loved the ballroom pictures because a lot of practical effects, again, a lot of costumes, a lot of people in suits, a lot of new creatures. And, um, you know, that I liked that. I thought that was really cool to see that side of things. And then, you know, you also got to see like Ryan Johnson and everybody behind the scenes sitting on set and, um, didn't see Oscar Isaac, right. in any of the pictures he's in it, there's one with him and Finn. Uh, there's more pictures. So, the name of Laura Dern's character is Vice Admiral Holdo, apparently. She's oh. a resistance leader. Oh. Uh, which is kind of a new character. So, uh, I, I did read the speculation thing about, I think it was a Nerdist, about uh, Benicio Del Toro's character and how they're calling him DJ. <laughs> here's, here's a thing that I, that I like about this thing. I mean... People are like, oh, is DJ Dark Jedi, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Could he be Could he be Ezra? Who knows? So the idea behind 
force wielders now is that you don't have to be a Jedi or a Sith anymore. We got Maz, we got the uh, whatever that. What the, we got uh, Leia. She's force sensitive. You got exactly. Exactly. So I mean, could let's let's take the Ezra thing for example. Ezra was trained in, in the Jedi ways. Was he ever really a Jedi? Who knows? Could he have walked the line? Who knows what's going to happen in the final season? So if they do do something kind of crazy like that, Benicio del Toro could easily be him, or he could be any other kind of like force sensitive uh, villain in a way. Yeah. Or he could be the Lando, or he could be the Lando force sensitive bad guy. Who knows? You know, what it looks like is he looks like he's on a ship with shipping containers, and he could very well be a smuggler because he's given off that whole aura. He's given that vibe off. I think so. Yeah. So, anyway, really exciting news, uh, Star Wars, and I know we'll probably get another trailer at either D23, which is coming up um, a week before San Diego Comic-Con, which is in July, so, you know, next couple months we'll get even more Star Wars stuff. Um, check us out on Facebook, uh, we're on there, check us out at don'tforgetatowel.com, of course, the only place to travel geekly. We are on Instagram at DFATTOWEL, as well as Twitter. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, rate and review us, share us, do that fun thing. And then we're also on the Stitcher app as well. So take a listen, geek out with us. We're happy to hear you guys, your feedback. And like we said, apologize for the late podcast, but we will get back into it. Um, You know, we'll try to get back to our twice a month at least. also have some podcasts for Pursuit of Plastic that we need to bang out. A lot of, a lot of toy news has come out recently. Um, so we owe you guys that, too, if you're into toy collecting, toy histories. Uh, stay tuned for that, too. You yeah. said it, buddy. Well, this is Casey saying, uh, you know, may the force be with all of you. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>